What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sheep Kids Shear podcast. We talk about politics, people, and popular culture. I am your host, Austin Creed. And folks, you're in for a fantastic show. So, if anybody's been watching the news recently, there's been talk about this abortion pill. And while that is a story in and of itself, I would rather talk more about the big proponent of birth control, abortion, which is Planned Parenthood. Now, Planned Parenthood, if you don't know, has a very interesting history with eugenics with its and feminism with its founder being tied to the KKK, Nazis, and racism. So if that interests you, we're going to be talking more about um, we're going to talk more about Margaret Sanger. We're going to talk more about her ties to the KKK. We're going to tie a little bit into eugenics, radical feminism, and then we're going to finish off with James Watson and the origins of eugenics. You know, did Nazis come up with it? Did they not? Is it horrible? Is it not? We're going to talk more about it. But before we get that, let's start. Let's roll the intro to the show and let's get started, shall we? back so folks here's where we're going to start today a show off for those of you who have been following the story ever since roe v wade went down the states have been deciding whether they're for abortion against it in some cases (coughs) california (coughs) they have made it far worse than it was before so bad that, well, well I, I won't get too far ahead of myself here, but here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to touch a little bit on the Supreme Court um, case in question about the abortion pill and how it's been extended to Friday. Oh, this picture. I, I wish at some point when I get a camera, I'll make this into a video podcast and I'll pull this up and I'll show you because this picture is so telling to what I'll be talking about here in a couple of minutes. It's it truly it's a perfect opener, without even realizing it. These women have these pictures. Um, this picture shows the women, the posters that the feminists are holding. One of them really gets my goat. You ready for this? You got the classic ones like "ban off my body," uh, "medication," "defend it." Uh, oh, this one's great. It says. If my abortion is going to get me in is gonna get me a murder charge, I may as well kill my rapist. Mm. Well, you'll get no argument from me about the uh, offing of rapists. You'll get no argument from me. I <laughs> frankly I think they should get a lot worse penalties than they do, but we're gonna not touch on that. That's a topic for another day. That's the topic for another day. We're going to talk a little bit about um, Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. Because when you think abortion, you think Planned Parenthood. Now, Planned Parenthood is obviously pushing 
for this abortion pill because they're going to make a lot of money off of it, obviously. But I want to read you something first before we talk about her. I want to read you something that I found. So this is according to NPR of all places. Now, this is a couple years old. Keep in mind. But they they were this story is talking about Ben Carson and what he was saying about abortion, about Planned Parenthood back in 2015. Now, I bring it up because it's still relevant and we're still talking about this today. Now, I want to read you what Ben Carson said about Margaret Sanger, and he did the interview with Fox News. All right, so I'm going to quote Ben Carson here. I'm going to give you a little context before we get started. It says, on Fox News, Carson was asked about Democrats' criticism about Republicans who wanted to defund Planned Parenthood, which was still, it's still a minor talking point. It's not a major talking point for obvious reasons. But they asked him about it, and he, this is what he said. He called it, they called it a war on women. Here's what he said. Are you ready for this one? He said, maybe I'm not objective when it comes to Planned Parenthood. But, you know, I know who Margaret Sanger is. And I know that she believed in eugenics. And that she was not particularly enamored with black people. He continues, and one of the reasons you find most of their clinics in black neighborhoods is so that you can find a way to control their population. I think people should know and go back and read about Margaret Sanger who founded this place. And when he means by place is Planned Parenthood, obviously. Now, he also says Margaret Sanger is a woman Hillary Clinton, by the way, says she admires. And if you look and see what people in Nazi Germany thought about her, and then that's when I cut it off. Probably because he was telling too much truth. But is there truth to what he said? Is there not truth to what he said? Well, I'll read you what the Women's History Museum has to say about that one of their heroes, Margaret Sanger, who in the earlier 20th century was a huge... Um, she was a nurse, by the way, in case you want to think all nurses are sacred. She was a public health nurse, and she was the one who spearheaded this effort for birth control. Now, I am not a woman, obviously. Most people, if you're on the left today, can't even define a woman because I could actually be a woman today if I wanted to. All I have to say is I am one, and then everybody has to be forced to say, oh, even though you have a male genitalia, yes, yes, you can easily be a woman. Uh, yeah, no. I don't, I don't believe in that. Wrong. So, here's what I'm going to read you a little bit about her past. And I'm going to tell tie this into what Ben Carson said. Because he made some pretty, pretty crazy claims. At least, they could be crazy if you're a left-wing communist. Now, this talks a lot about her past. I don't want to give you a history lesson. I'm not here to bore you. But well, I will mention some of the highlights. She was one of a, one of eleven children. Uh, her mother was a religious Catholic. She's from the. She was born in 1879. She moved to New York City in 1910. Oh, look at this. She became involved with various prop with progressive era activists. 
and, and, and so-called intellectuals. Now, when I hear progressive, this is what I hear. She was a member of the Women's Committee in New York chapter of the Socialist Party. She was a socialist, too. And uh, socialist is a code word for a communist without a gun. Just in case anybody wanted to uh, really know where I stand on the subject. Now, Sanger believed that in the she strongly believed that the ability to control family size was crucial to ending the cycle of women's poverty. Now, I want to pause right there. Notice how the family size was crucial to ending the cycle of women's poverty, which is a indirect sneak diss at men. In other words, it's Jermaine's fault. It's your fault as a man. You are impoverishing women. According to this psychopath, in my opinion. This ghoul. Now, she was obviously distributing illegal birth control information. Can you imagine a time in American history when birth control was illegal? Even information about it was illegal? Can you imagine it that? <laughs> it's crazy to even imagine that today, considering that everybody, even the 14-year-old kids, are getting birth control to just permanently mess them up. Ugh, it's disgusting. Anyways, I'm not, I'm not gonna get too sidetracked here. So obviously she was, she was charged because she was committing a crime. And uh, being the brave soul she was, she fled to England. Mm hmm. And then she came back later. Uh, was going to be indicted, but then her daughter unexpectedly died, so the charges were dropped. Huge mistake, in my opinion. Singer and her husband divorced. That's right, divorced in 1914. And then she married a oil tycoon. I don't know what this dude was thinking. She married an oil tycoon named James Noah Slow. <laughs> How fitting is that? Homeboy must have been really slow. He said, oh, this woman's divorced? Oh, she's a radical feminist? I'm going to wipe that up. That's a great idea. So they got married seven years after her divorce. Now, she continued her advocacy work for so-called birth control all throughout this time. Now, here's the purpose of it. You ready? Sanger's steadfast focus on birth control sometimes had unintended and unintended consequences. She spent time with the eugenics movement, which sought to bred out the undesirables and their population by limiting their ability to procreate through birth control and sterilization. Sanger saw the value of birth control science in preventing birth defects and all... And although she disagreed with the racial and class focus of the eugenics movement, her association with it tarnished her so-called reputation. You stink. Oh, you stink. Wait, hold on a second. 
I, I thought, wait, 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 pause, pause. I thought she was a socialist. So she's against class, but she's a socialist. And socialist is a code for a communist. That's their whole game is going out and saying, oh, attack the rich. We got to tax the rich. Got to eat the rich. Got to make sure they got to pay their face share taxes. Now, pardon my poor imitation of Bernie Sanders. I don't have the friendly Jewish grandfather voice. I'm not old enough to be a Jewish grandfather yet. Oh, and then at the very, very end, right before she dies, the oral contraceptive pill was approved by the FDA. So her life's dream came true. Isn't that nice? Isn't that just wonderful? This ghoul decided to dedicate her life to making sure that people didn't have children, babies were mutilated and killed. What a fantastic way. What a great way to dedicate your life to the death of other people while masking it as doing them a favor. Can you believe this? Now, this article from the Women's Health, the uh, no, the National Women's History Museum says, and I'm going to quote it again. I'm going to quote this one more time. It says, She disagreed with the racial and class focus of the eugenics movement. But, but according to her own words that were published in the Woman's Body, the Woman's Body, Woman's Rights book or uh, paper, this is what she says. It says, on Sanger's Black Projects, this is what she said. Are you ready for this one? I, I hope you're ready for this because this is going to make the whole house of cards just fall on its face because this disproves everything that she just said as a complete and utter lie. You ready for this one? Hey, look. It says, the most successful educational approach to the blacks is through a religious appeal. We don't want word to get out that we want to exterminate the black population. And, and the minister is a man who will straighten out the idea if that were ever to occur on the, in, in some of the more rebellious members. Now, her words, not mine. That is her. I am directly quoting her. It says, Margaret Sanger used deception and propaganda to fool the black population into believing that she and her movement were working towards helping them. Although her talk about them was disconcerting and of a racist bent, you don't say. You don't say. She literally says in here, we're going to use the black church to convince them that we don't hate them. Hmm. Uh, wait, uh, but, but I thought, I thought in this last article it said that she was against racial and class-focused eugenics. And yet... From her own mouth, she literally says we're going to control the black people by using the ministers to straighten out the rowdy people. 
Her own words. I didn't say it. I'm quoting her. I, I'm speechless and I'm in the business of speaking. I, I cannot believe this. Now, if you think it's bad, you're right. Oh, but it gets much, much better. Trust me, I'm just scratching the surface on this woman, this ghoul, in my opinion. Margaret Sanger was tight with the Ku Klux Klan circles, yes. Cozing up to them. And the following quote from her from the book Killer Angels discovers who some of these friends were in the movement. Now, are you ready for this? In April of 1933, the Birth Control Review of Margaret Sanger's magazine, which is Margaret Sanger's magazine, published a shocking article entitled Eugenic Sterilization in Urgent Need. It was written by Margaret's close friend and advisor named Ernest Rudin, who was serving as Hitler. Yes, yes, the mustached mustache the mustached man from Austria, serving as Hitler's director of genetic sterilization and had earlier taken a role in the establishment in the Nazi Society for Racial Hygiene. Now, one of her close friends was an advisor to one of Hitler's lackeys in Germany. And yet it says... In the Woman's History Museum, that she was against both class and gender when it came to eugenics. And yet here she is, associating with the KKK, Nazis, and making direct statements about controlling the black population by using the black church. While being a declared socialist. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe this? They have the nerve to come out here and say that she was against the very things that she wrote about and associated with people that were actively trying to kill my people, the Jews, and anybody that wasn't Aryan. It's unbelievable to me. Now, I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm going to see if you can stomach a little bit more. <laughs> oh, I don't even... Oh, I don't even know if I want to read this to you. It's... It's just so disgusting. Look, I get the idea of wanting people to have the best life they can. And I'm going to touch on that here in a second. But for the... But for God's sakes... The level of propaganda is out of control. They have the nerve to sit here and pretend like she's a hero. Meanwhile, it literally says from her own publications and known associates that it's the exact opposite. And she's one of the founders of Planned Parenthood. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. All right. Alright, alright, alright. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We've talked about eugenics quite a bit in the last 20 minutes. So I'm going to bring it a little more full circle here. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a background on eugenics very, very briefly. 
The term eugenics was coined by Sir Francis Galton, and it means, it's supposed to mean well-born. Basically, what he said was he wanted to focus on positive eugenics, encouraging healthy, capable people of above-average intelligence to bear more children, which was the idea of an improved human race. Now, he does not mention race. That is a Nazi thing and uh, a singer thing, apparently. One of the big advocates, actually, was Teddy Roosevelt, who warned that the failure of couples who have Anglo-Saxon heritage to produce large families would lead to race suicide. Now, I don't know what he means by that. I, I don't know what he means by that. I don't think he means it in a racist way. It doesn't give a whole lot of context around it. But the whole idea of eugenics is essentially what humankind has done to plants and other animals with having the strongest most capable of the species be alive and breeding the animals and plants accordingly to produce those results that's a basically what eugenics is just change out the word plant and animal for human and you're on the right track now Francis Crick and James Watson were the men who discovered the double helix structure of DNA. And incidentally, they were both eugenics believers, but it's a little bit, it's, their take's a little more interesting. I want to read you a couple of quotes from what James Watson had to say, and he has some very interesting quotes. He actually has this in an interview. Now, he's been disavowed. He actually got a Nobel Prize back when the Nobel Prize actually meant something. But nonetheless, he was sabotaged for doing his research and was canceled by the woke left because he dared to, to say what was actually on his mind and what he thought to be true. They canceled him for it. Now, it's one thing if he had said, those are my personal beliefs. He said it in a scientific way. I'll, I'll read you some of the things he said. He said, evolution means mutations. And there are going to be losers who 20,000 years ago would not have lived very long. Now, but now in our so-called compassionate society, we should take care of them. But we do it very badly as they age. There are some people who are born to be losers. It is not that their parents were bad, but that's the ethical responsibility. To t but what is the ethical responsibility of taking care of genetic losers? Wow. Well, what do you have to say about that? He also said some interesting things about homosexuals. He said interesting things about race, which I'm not going to get into. You can look them up yourself. I am not. I just got thrown off of Medium. I'm not trying to get thrown off the Spotify and everywhere else too while I'm at it. I got to ride the line here, folks. But he's. I'll read you something else he said that was rather interesting. I don't believe a lot of the things he said. He's I don't he's a he is an evolutionist, by the way. Now, for those of you who grew up in the public school indoctrination camp, 
you learn about evolution, most likely Darwinian evolution, and how, oh, religion's garbage, religion's for stupid people, Neanderthals. Well, I'm going to read you what he had to say about evolution. And for the leftists out there who love evolution, they, some for some reason, pretend to hate eugenics. Here's what we're going to talk about. You ready for this one now? He says, if you accept that people are products of evolution, then you have to have an open mind to the truth. Unfair discrimination exists whether we like it or not. I wouldn't have married a, gun, a gum-chewing vegetarian. <laughs> what he's saying is acute to natural selection. He's basically saying that whether you, re whether you want it to exist or not, you're going to have some level of discrimination. What? I know, crazy, right? <laughs> some of his quotes are absolutely amusing. If you want to look at... He's a very intelligent man. Now, this isn't just some no one blowhard. He was what, called one of the most brilliant men of the 20th century. He got a Nobel Prize for his... Discovery, because co-discovery of the double helix DNA. And yet they had the nerve to discredit him. It's absolutely disgusting in my opinion. Yeah, they, they call him a racist. So they call him a racist. For I'll read you the quote he said. He said he was not very hopeful about the prospects of Africa. He said that all the data shows, all the testing data assumes that their intelligence is equal to ours when all the testing says not really. Now, he's not talking about African Americans. If you're, if you're African American, you're, you're taking, don't take this personally. He's not talking about you. He's talking about Africa. He's not talking about African Americans. He's not saying blacks. And he doesn't really go on to clarify what he means by us. He could be talking about Caucasians. He could be talking about Jews. I don't know. Who, I don't know what exactly he's referring to. He doesn't expand upon that, so I'm not going to put words in his mouth. But that's one of the quotes that got him canceled. And yet, the uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. I can't get over this. The Women's History Museum has the nerve to tell you and me that she was against the racial and social aspects that the Nazis stood for and that others stood for, and yet Watson was for some reason. It's unbelievable to me that she literally has quotes where she agrees with those ideas. James Watson is just throwing out actual testing data, and he's not drawing conclusive evidence he's merely saying that's what the testing data is telling him and they cancel him and they and they take away his nobel prize my friends the marxist communist left supports planned parenthood women like hillary clinton hold margaret sanger in high esteem that should tell you something.
and yet people defend Planned Parenthood and they blame men and women who agree with the conservative values or even if you're a centrist, you're a libertarian they say that you are the problem how dare you not support a <laughs> Planned Parenthood a company founded by a racist woman who was in league with the KKK and no Nazis they'll side with her before they have a dialogue with you and then they'll call men like Ben Carson who point out this fact years ago and they'll call him names and say that he's making it up and it's not true even NPR says that Margaret Sanger didn't believe in eugenics in the way that that Carson described it. Except she literally wrote about it. I read you the quote. She literally wrote about it. Her magazine that she all found. And she talks about it. Do I need to read you the quote again? I'll read it to you again. It says, on the Singer Blacks Project, she said, the most successful educational approach to the blacks is through a religious appeal. We do not want word to get out, but we want to exterminate the black population, and the minister is the man who could straighten out the idea if it ever occurs to their more rebellious members. It speaks to her desires and wishes to eliminate black people. While being a known self-proclaimed socialist. And yet, she's not against so-called... She's not a racist. And she's not calling for class warfare. Yet, it, she literally said what I just wrote. I just read to you what she said. And yet, you have NPR backing her up. You have... National Women's History Museum backing her up saying she didn't say these things and it was not hard to look this up. It took me less than five minutes and I found a direct quote from her saying that she wanted to exterminate, to exterminate the black population. I just read the quote to you multiple times. And yet, they cover for her. They push birth control. That was ma mainly pushed on minority women of color. By the communists. And yet, they side with them. Yet the same people who are targeted by these monsters support them and protest for them. And go to Planned Parenthood. By choice. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Folks, it's disgusting. And I'm sick and I'm tired of the lies, the propaganda, and the bullshit. I'm sick of it. They... Naked, bald, lying. And it took me 
no time at all to look this up. No, so little time to look up their connection to old Adolf and the KKK. And then you have two other places, NPR, government funded, National Public Radio, and the National Women's History Museum covering for her saying she didn't say it. She was against it. Not according to her own words. Planned Parenthood was was born out of the desire to oppress and eliminate the black population in America. And yet, no one talks about this. In fact, I suspect that I'm going to be cancelled for this. They might throw me off Spotify. They might throw me off Amazon. They might throw me off the platform for talking about this stuff. So, I'm not afraid of them, and neither should you. Well, I'm trying to calm myself down, folks. I hope that I didn't get too worked up. I, I hope that too many people didn't turn the show off and got tired of me getting too passionate about the subject. But I'm, I'm passionate about this because... These are, these are infant children that didn't ask to be born, didn't ask to be made, didn't ask for any of this, and yet they're the ones suffering for it. They're the ones that experience excruciating pain as their own mother kills them. While the father has next to no say in whether he wants the kid or not, while you're led to believe that it's just they're a bunch of dirtbag, no good, uh, deadbeat daddies out there, which is another big lie that I'll get into at another point in time. Well, folks, I want to I want to thank you for turning in. If you've gotten this far into the show, I want to thank you. I know that I can <laughs> be a little much to handle sometimes, but I appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments about anything that any of the topics I raised or about what what else I have to say on the subject, you're more than welcome to find me on Twitter at Austin Creed or at Aussie Creed. Check out the Patreon Sheep Get Sheared Patreon page. It is linked on my Twitter bio, to uh, linked on the website for the podcast. So if you're interested in connecting with me or supporting the show, feel free to check those out. And I appreciate you making it through the show. Until next time, I've been your host, Austin Creed. I appreciate you, the Sheep Kid Share podcast audience, for being here. God bless you, God bless your families, God bless America.